0: Good evening and welcome to Cannabis Network Radio. Today is Tuesday, August twentieth, two thousand thirteen. I'm your host David Kowalski. I hope everyone has been well and is doing fantastic this evening. We are back from a long ish hiatus um, between you know family, social obligations and vacation and hempfest and all that jazz uh, needed a uh, took a much needed break. Um, but now we're back to the thick of things and uh, freshly back from Seattle HempFest. Um, I'm going to actually start the show talking about uh, HempFest and some of my experiences there. Um, and then we're going to get into tonight's discussion. Uh, and it's really not really a discussion because it's just going to be me uh, talking at this point um, of cannabis uh, legalization and cannabis reform. Is it a social or a political uh, agenda? Um, we'll be back in just a few minutes after these tunes. we Welcome back to Cannabis Network Radio. You were just listening to Beebs and her money makers. And Ed, help me out here. That other one was uh, Joe Gill Woodblock. Cool, cool. Check them out. Check them out. Uh, Biebs just finished her. Uh, Beebs and her money makers just finished their summer tour with the Warp tour, and uh, they're rising up there on the charts and the fame. Check them out, um, for sure. So. <clears throat> How is everyone doing this evening? Actually, I hate to ask the question because no one can answer me. Well, actually, you can if you go to uh, www.cannetradio.com and go to the chat room. Uh, You can answer that question, but I hope everyone has been doing well and staying safe. Um, I would like to start out the show by thanking... um, First and foremost, um, HEMFest for having us out there and hosting us so graciously and giving us access uh, to everything. And uh, anyone out there who is listening uh, in Seattle, HEMFest still needs uh, volunteers to come help clean up. So uh, head down to uh, Myrtle Edwards Park um, and uh, offer some assistance. I'm not sure how much more time needs to be put in, but they really do need some help. I wish I could have stayed longer, uh, but I had to come back to Florida unfortunately, and not give a hand in cleanup this year, as I was hoping to be able to. Um, Hemfest was, um, well, again, I'm going to take a step back. Thank you to uh, all of our live listeners, and thank you to all the people that support Cannabis Network Radio. Your support is appreciated, and your generosity is appreciated. We could not go ahead and uh, keep on trucking uh, without you all and your support. So thank you for everything that you do and give. Um, thank you for all our listeners. Thank you for keeping Cannabis Network Radio in the top ten podcasts or sitting still at number seven uh, with one of our podcasts uh, being still in the top ten uh, listened to podcasts, uh, even though we haven't been uh, able to broadcast much these past few weeks. Um, without all of you, without all of your help, this would not be possible. Um, if you have iTunes account, by all means, go to iTunes, uh, you know, link our podcast share our podcast rate our podcast ratings are very important um we do have a few thousand uh downloads per week of our podcast thank you to everyone that's downloading um and listening Uh, our subscription base is up as well um and our live listening audience uh, is growing as well um so thank you everyone for your continued support of cannabis network radio um thank you thank you i do appreciate it um And I'm going to check in here with uh, our producer, our show producer, Ed. How have you been, Ed? How are things shaping up? Um, In case I haven't said on air, congratulations on the birth of your beautiful daughter. Thank uh, you, thank you. Um, How are things going with you? Everything's going
1: good, man. Uh, Just trying to get back to reality, you know, the day-to-day stuff. Uh, It's been tough.
0: Yeah. But doing good, man. Yeah, I'm happy to hear. Glad to be here. Happy to be back in the studio and happy to get things rolling. Yeah, it feels good, man. And I need to give another public acknowledgement and thank you to Ed um, for all that he does and him coaxing me into starting (laughs) this starting this show, Cannabis Network Radio. Because it wasn't for him uh, prompting me to do so, an effort would have happened. So, uh, thank you, Ed. uh, You know, for all of your, uh, I guess, support as well and all of your uh, know-how and getting us up there. And on that note, if anybody has a podcast, uh, cannabis-related, um, the Cannabis Network Radio is available to uh, you know syndicate and share your podcast. If you have any other podcasts uh, that you currently do, you can check out Podstream Live and you can contact um, Ed uh, for both, actually. Since I don't know his other email address, I'm going to give it. It's ed at cannetradio.com. Uh, just email him with any interest you might have. Um, in a podcast or a show, whether it be cannabis-related or not, and he can let you know how to get that set up. Um, and if you have any questions for me at all, you can always email me at david at com. Again, that's david at com. Um, show ideas, suggestions, ide- uh, show suggestions, um, ideas, likes, dislikes, uh, please go ahead and share that all with me. Um, I'll be more than happy to address each and every one of them um, as they come in. So... <clears throat> Seattle Hemfest, as usual, um, was an amazing, amazing event. Um, to be able to reach out and see uh, hundreds of thousands of people, literally, um, participating in... You know, the cannabis lifestyle, the cannabis movement, listening to all the speakers, uh, share their stories and their passions about things, uh, to be able to network and talk with people. I'd like to thank Rick Cusick from High Times for giving me his time and, 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 attention. And, you know, it was great, uh, getting to catch up with him and, and to bond with him. Um, on that note, um, I do think that myself and Cannabis Network Radio will be attending the uh, High Times Cannabis Cup in Seattle, which is only three weeks away, two weeks away, I don't even know when it is. Um, And then also uh, the Boston Freedom Rally is coming up as well. Um, We're actually going to have Rick on a show uh, sometime soon, um, as well as uh, the organizers for the Boston uh, Hemp Festival, Hemp Rally. Uh, we're gonna have them on as well um it's probably the the east coast's largest uh you know cannabis or protestiful or whatever you want to nomenclature you'd like to give it um but it is truly a beautiful thing to see so many people gather for a common cause and you know it's not just about getting high it's about you know, sharing the lifestyle, the experience, the, the stories, the fight, the passion, because not everyone is from Seattle. The speakers came from all over the country, all over the world, actually, um, to talk about, you know, most of them to talk about, you know, legalization outside of, of already legal states um, or getting proper uh, reform, proper laws on the books uh, to help patients have access in states that it has uh, become part of, you know, the agenda. And I do hope that with the resources I have with Cannabis Information Network and here with Cannabis Network Radio, that you know we can contribute to help all those speakers and all those people to uh, spread the message and help get you know things changed. Um, I also would like to thank Vivian McPeak. Um, he was a guest on our show a few months back, I think about two months ago, talking about HEMFest for having us there and his hospitality and his graciousness. Um, thank you very much for everything that you do. Thank you for all the activism. Thank you for putting on uh, Seattle Hemp Fest, um, and thank you for, for just being who you are and what you stand for. It is, you know, a person like you aspires people like me, inspires people like me, um, to do great things. So thank you for that, uh, Vivian. Um, I also had an opportunity to, uh, meet and discuss, uh, you know different topics and agendas with so many people and one of the discussions that I did start throughout the course uh, of HEMFEST with various people uh, was the topic of is cannabis legalization um, or cannabis reform um, a social or a political uh, I guess agenda the answer to that question is yes Um, very broad yes it does does take both to make it happen however um, my feeling is in my opinion from everything I've seen with legalization in Washington State and Colorado and also states that are becoming legal for medicinal purposes is that there was political obviously political decisions that influenced the laws being put into place however it was the social was the people Um, that really made that change happen. Um, And I think one of the biggest issues that cannabis legalization faces is the lack of information, of proper information education. Um, Even though a lot of the people that attend things like HEMFest or the 710 Cup or the 420 Cup, 420... Uh, Event um, and Cannabis Cup and and all that. People are aware of this, but people in other states are not completely aware of everything that's going on in the world of, of cannabis. And unfortunately, there's still a lot of people out there that just, you know, I'm not going to label them as haters. I'm not going to I'm la- I'm label them as uneducated people. Even people that have been so adamantly against cannabis legalization because of all the propaganda and the gateway theories and everything, um, you know, I have seen over my time and been able to reach these people and change their opinion um, on where they stand for cannabis. And obviously, they're organizations and individuals that, regardless of, of what you tell them or show them, they're never going to, you know, stop because that's what they that's their livelihood, that's what they thrive on, that's what they get their big bucks on, um, is to, you know, debunk or try to debunk, you know, cannabis reform, um, which is something that, you know, myself, my organization, and many others are out there to, you know, to fight against. However, social change is what is needed to affect uh, political change. Um, you know, there's lots of statements that are called socio-political, um, and socio is put before the politics, Um that is because it takes a social movement and a social change, a power of the people, to sway politicians to vote. The politicians in Colorado and Washington State and the other states that have legalized or Washington and have legalized in those two states and have legalized for medicinal purposes in the other nineteen states um, were not swayed by politics. They were swayed by the people pushing for something that they wanted. Now, the best way we can go ahead and reform some of those changes and, is to educate people. And to do that um, socially, both through social networking and the long-lost art of personal interaction, that's one thing which I love about going to these events and festivals: is the actual social, interpersonal social communication, as opposed to just social networks of Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, all those other you know uh, things that are out there. Uh, um, because it really has uh, you know social networking and social media and texting and twittering. Really has taken a precedence on personal interaction. Now, the best way that you know we can start making a change in cannabis and cannabis reform, both in states that it's legal for medicinal use, but the laws aren't exactly correct and beneficial for patients, and in states where it has not been yet legalized for recreational or medicinal use, is again by educating the general public. Now, if the politicians see that there's enough of a voice and I'm not talking about like some online petition or ballot or, or something like that. I'm talking about people really being passionate about the cause and what they believe in speaking up and talking to their friends, relatives, family, doctors, and not hide about it, you know, and not be afraid of repercussions because you know what, if you learn and educate yourself on the laws by talking about something, you can't incriminate yourself, you know, when you are advocating for something. Um, you know and obviously you know talking smartly is a very key factor to to that fact now i suggest my suggestion to everyone is strike up a conversation you know i do it all the time regardless of where i am you know people always ask me oh so what do you do well i'm the founder of the cannabis information network and the ceo of cannabis network radio so of course that sparks conversation Not once have I ever been asked by someone and told them what I do where they have not wanted to get into a conversation with me about the topic. So I've never been shunned. I've never been told off. I've never been, um, you know, person scoffed at, you know, personally scoffed at or, you know, whatever. Sure, I've gotten to heated debates with people, but, you know, that's part of what I do. Um, But I think it's, it's important to have the conversation. And one great way... Um, to have a conversation or to give out information about cannabis um, is with a book called A Peacock Finds a Pot Leaf it is a children's book predominantly and it's written by a 17 year old girl and really 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 it's a great book to just keep around get a few copies to have it's, it's one of those things that that introduces um, cannabis and the benefits of cannabis, ooh, cannabis to um, uh, tongue twister and the benefits of cannabis uh, to uh, the general public in an easy-to-digest manner. Because it's geared towards children, but keeping it simple stupid is sometimes the best way to do it, and it's a great opener. I mean, what are they going to do? Scoff at a children's book? They're going to laugh? You know, it, it will take them probably a minute and a half to read it. Um, you know, I think sometime in the near future, with the permission of the authors and publisher of the book, uh... we're going to try to go ahead and i I did an audio uh... reading of the book but i'm going to try to get their permission to see if we can maybe play it on one of the shows so for those of you who have not read the book and hear the book and then go out and buy the book Um, but uh... that is yet to be determined and is a possibility for the future so back to uh... the social change is as newer politicians are starting to come into play and newer and younger, I should say, politicians starting to come into play. Um, they're more apathetic to wanting to win the voices and the hearts of the younger generation. Now, if the dominance of the younger generation that's coming into the new voter arena, so and so forth, is in favor of cannabis reform and legalization, then and it's talked about, and it's not a hidden or taboo topic then they're obviously going to pique an interest. And you can see with Washington state, Colorado and 19 other States where it's legal of some sort on medical, on the medical terms that, you know, this was started by people talking by people having discussion by reaching out to their politicians and telling them what they think. It was not done by like petitions. It was not done by, I mean, sure it helped and sure it, it, gave to a cause and it promoted different things and you know petitions are great to have on file and say okay well here you go these are our signatures these are the people that are speaking but much more of an impact comes from just the general public the person that you know wouldn't consider signing a petition but then would after they're educated that's when petitions come into play the petition's useless if you can't get enough signatures you, know, you can't get enough signatures if there's not enough education out there so, you know, before anything even gets to a political forum, it needs to be a social form. It needs to be something that is socially acceptable to talk about, socially acceptable to discuss, socially acceptable to, to as far as I'm concerned, socially acceptable to use um, without being scoffed at. There are so many successful, tremendously successful people that have been using cannabis for years and years and years, as well as people that r- truly medically need it, you know, that, and that cannabis does save lives. It does kill cancer. Um, you know, my personal opinion, it cures cancer. Again, my personal opinion. Um, I mean, and it has so many other benefits and that's setting aside, you know, industrial hemp. If you wanna hear about industrial hemp, you can check out our previous episode, Hemp Hemp Hooray, um, and it talks about all about the benefits of industrial hemp. That's a whole different topic than just the world of cannabis. Um, and cannabis legalization. Um, This is something that that absolutely positively needs to be talked about with everyone. Fathers, daughters, brothers, sisters, mothers, grandparents, your cousins. I mean, even your kids. Honestly, your kids. When you think the time is right, talk with your kids about it because uh, like any other taboo subject, sex included, if something is not discussed with your children, they're going to find out themselves. And it's better for them to be educated and aware about this topic than it is for them to find out Misinformation or wrong information from elsewhere. So, if anything, you know, it's it, it's beneficial to have a discussion with your kids. Just like you have a discussion with your kids about sex, have a discussion about marijuana. Um, and even other drugs, and the harm that other drugs can bring to you. I mean, there's still stories now about synthetic pot that is still killing people and is still causing uh, horrible illnesses uh, for people that's still around, synthetic marijuana. Now, if it was legal cannabis and the people who use synthetic cannabis or had access, safe access to regular marijuana, then there wouldn't even be an issue. There wouldn't even be a discussion about, you know, how this generic or synthetic marijuana can go ahead and... uh, You know have adverse effect on people because there's been no deaths no sickness no illness you know true sickness and illness derived from the use of of cannabis especially especially when you have a regulated market where the cannabis that's being consumed is tested and labeled and it has the right strains and people know what they're ingesting as opposed to just being able to get pot from your local dealer and you know under table and you have no idea what you're smoking what additives what chemicals you know it could potentially be on there and and that can bring harm as well that's why it's so important to get cannabis legalized and to get you know this discussed and talked about because once we have a regulated market where we can go ahead and 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 have the right medicine have the right strains have the right cannabis and people know what they're ingesting that's when all the difference is going to be made that's when you know the stories of this one getting sick or lightheaded or not feeling right is going to go away because people are going to know the amount of THC they're intaking CBDs if they don't want THC then they can go for high CBD I mean there's pot out there that doesn't even have any type of psychotropic effect at all um, now and you know the option is not available to somebody if they live in a state where it's not legal or even to in a state where it's quote unquote legal for medical purposes. There's a lot of states out there even that have medical uh, standings on the books where the industry still is in turmoil and needs to be refined. It needs to be, um, set up in an appropriate manner for patient access. Um, these are all things that need to be talked about and discussed on a social level. We're going to go ahead and, uh, take another uh, short break and I'm going to take a drink, some water here and, uh, Indulge, and we'll be back in just a few minutes with more Cannabis Network Radio. Welcome back to Cannabis Network Radio. I'm your host, David Kowalski. Hope everyone is doing well this evening. For those of you that are just tuning in, welcome for those of you that are going to be listening in the future thank you for listening tonight's topic conversation cannabis legalization social or political we would love to hear what you think come on in to chat with us live at cannetradio.com go hit the chat button on the top come on in and uh, put your two cents in on the topic I'm actually going to go ahead and call out my producer and bring him in this conversation for a minute, so uh Ed, what do you think? Is it a social or a political?
1: Well, first off, let me just apologize for the music issue we just had right then. For some reason, it, it played a couple of tracks it wasn't supposed to um, it I think uh, I think ultimately it's probably social only because the same people are actually voting. You know what I mean It, it may have started out political at first but I think it's definitely social, you know, I don't want to throw the word gay marriage out there, but I, you know, stuff I mean, like that think is about prevented the leaps, yeah, during the, the, social stuff. I don't think it's political.
0: Yeah. It's the people. So yeah, the people that have changed so much. I mean, cannabis, gay marriage, everything like that is, has definitely been the <clears throat> the power of the people for, sh- yes. for sure. Um, that's why I feel so strongly about, you know, educating people and, you know, giving out the information uh, through cannabis information, network and cannabis, network radio, um, to the general public and to provide information, I'll educate people. you know i I like I have this saying that if you can change a person's if you have the power to change a person's life, then you're doing something right. you know, and every person has that potential and has that power to change a person's life. There's nothing quite like when I'm talking to somebody that is uneducated and I educate them, and I see that click at some point and one conversation is like oh i get it now you know and you just Mm -hmm. see the whole shift and all of a sudden they get into this whirlwind of oh we can do this we can do that and you know they all of a sudden just become passionate about it and it's that one moment and it could be an hour's of conversation you Mm -hmm. know that 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 makes it worth all the effort and everything i do You know, in this industry, you know, I was having a conversation with an individual um, who is new to the cannabis industry, but I think is going to revolutionize the the industry uh, during HEMFest. You know, and I said to him, I was like, look, there was a moment in your life as being a very big corporate person that that moment, that, that click came. I don't know when it was. I don't know how it happened, but it happened. And you chose to step out of the corporate world and to commit yourself to the world of cannabis reform and to the industry in itself. That in itself is the passion, the passion that that happens when education is given over to somebody um, that has the power to make a change. Um, And when a person realizes they have the potential to make that change um, is when they can truly start being a true activist um, and to socially get involved um, with the cannabis movement in general now some of you listening may say hey well if I talk about cannabis I may lose my job it's not a good topic of discussion Um, I'm not comfortable about it I'm not like numerous numerous reasons and excuses now my question I'm going to ask you to think about uh, tonight is have you ever tried to have a conversation with somebody you would be surprised at how many people once and, and i'm not saying hey man you want to go have a joint you know that's not a way to introduce something but if it's talked about especially now that it's in the news dr gupta while i was out of the country um went ahead and 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 came out on cnn and started talking about it. cnn's been topic of conversation you know a few years back he was adamantly against it and now he's pro-cannabis um again when something clicks and it's becoming socially more socially acceptable to talk about cannabis, um, it is a topic of everyday news, a topic of everyday conversation. Um, what I have found in my years of doing this is that you'd be very surprised about the people and the reactions, um, that they had. Um, I was speaking with Neil Franklin who is, uh, one of the founders and the executive at leap, which is law enforcement against prohibition. And we had a discussion about, you know, the same topic. And you'd be surprised about how many law enforcement people are pro uh, legalization. Um, but again, these are individuals that are, um, afraid to discuss it in the open because they're afraid of their job and their career because of where it stands as organizations like leap, which is law enforcement against prohibition. Um, You know, gives uh, officers and law enforcement a platform to to speak their voice. So if you are a law enforcement official listening to this podcast or to this show, whatever, which I'm sure there are a few out there, um, and you have not heard of Leap, go check out Leap. It's uh, Leap.org. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. I'm going to double-check the um, website right now. I apologize for um, not having it up. But, um, no, it's not Leap.org. I take that back. Um, I will find the correct site in just a second here, so bear with me because I'm multitasking. Um. Hey, Dave, while you multitask, yes. uh,
1: I have a question from okay. an individual. Okay. It's a little off topic, okay. but you know, I don't know if you want to try and address it for him. He asked, I have been looking at Rick Simpson hemp oil. Please discuss. What are the numbers? I would like to try it for preventative purposes.
0: Well, I mean, the best way to learn about RSO, Rick Simpson Oil, and there's one thing which which I will say, and let me just throw this out there. It's leap.cc, but if you just type in law enforcement against prohibition in Google, you'll come up with the site. Um, But it's uh, leap.cc, which is Leap's uh, website. Rick Simpson Oil. Uh, the best way to find out about it is go to phoenixtears.ca. That's p-h-o-e-n-i-x-tears.ca. Um, that kind of gives over the whole description and history and, and case studies and patient studies of RS which is known as RSO, which is which is Rick Simpson Oil. Um, preventative. I'm not a hundred percent certain on the preventative. I mean, RSO using cannabis oil concentrate is really is equivocal to a chemotherapy. So in regard to prevention, um, use cannabis in other forms, you know, in, in moderation, um, in foods, in cooking, in general consumption. Um, there's been enough studies and enough documentation proven that, you know, having a healthy diet of cannabis infusion to your endocannabinoid system is beneficial for your body all around. It's a natural part of your body. Your body has an endocannabinoid system, and by ingesting cannabinoids um, from cannabis, uh, you're enhancing that system um one thing which i've told people is i have been you know using cannabis for decades i almost never get sick never ever get sick i never had a cavity in my life i have 20 20 vision um i'm pushing 40 and uh you know i attribute a lot of that to my cannabis use to keep that keeps me um healthy and in shape um i'm not gonna say in shape i'm getting myself in shape uh but you know, helps make your system immune to so many things. Um, And, you know, cancer is one of those tricky things. There is no answer to it, but there's enough people out there and enough people that are willing to testify, and even people I know personally that have cured themselves from cancer by using uh, RSO or, or cannabis oil concentrate. Now, having said that, I am not Per se, going to recommend any specific oil, Rick Simpson's or not, but there, if you go to a place like Washington State, Colorado, um, and uh, other legal states where they have access to medicine and they do have uh, rated, uh, verified cannabis oil extract for uh, for extreme uses as dosages, um, then I recommend people to go to those states and, and see how they can access getting that medicine. Um, You can make it yourself. Um, There's numerous different ways to make cannabis oil. Um, Each person has to have their preference of how they want to. There's chemical ways. There's non-chemical ways. There's, you know, more natural ways. Um, Again, there's a science to making quality cannabis oil for medical treatment. Um, I'm not an expert in regard to to cannabis oil uh, treatments and exactly dosages and... um, And I'm I'm sure in small quantities, cannabis oil can be um, beneficial to repress and also as a preventative. However, I just think cannabis on a daily basis, um, with not such a high dosage as oil extract has in it, um, general everyday use, whether it be vaporizing, smoking, eating, um, is definitely beneficial to your immune system. So I hope that answers the question uh, somewhat, uh, but to learn more about Rick Simpson Oil in specific, uh, just check out phoenixtears.ca, and that has all the information you could potentially need um, about RSO. Um, Now, having said that... um, off topic here. All right, so that—that's leap CC to uh, law enforcement against prohibition. Um, again, that segues into the social uh, main thing, uh, mainstream of cannabis. Um, law enforcement against prohibition is is targeting law enforcement, um, law enforcement people to join in and let their voices be heard um, with their anti-prohibition and you can see that there's more and more representatives, there's more and more people out there in the political arena that are being influenced by social organizations like law enforcement against prohibition, um, like the Hempfest, like my organization, like normal, like MPP, like students are sensible drug policy. All these different organizations really have one thing in common. The, the they thrive on social interactions, social media, social organization, events, meetings, conferences, uh, shows, etc., etc. That is why I feel that when we can socially reach out, and that's why I kind of, I'm, I'm going to touch on uh, the Weed Not Greed Tour, which is something that Cannabis Network Radio has gotten behind. It's something that I tried putting together a few years back. Um, we've had people that have come in and sponsored. Us in regard to that, and we haven't forgotten about you. This is still happening. Um, that's why I feel the Weed Not Greed tour is so important because this will get a, give us an opportunity to get to states that are not legal and get into states that do have MMJ medical cannabis on the books but need some reform in that to educate people. And with a large bus and a group of people that have so much information on hand, and the information we're going to have um, on hand is set to make a precedent of being able to make that change that social change because we're going to be able to personally interact with people on the tour we're going to be able to get in front of people's faces and even even to the point of congressmen or political people who say we need more information imagine what it would be like to have a 45-foot bus pull up in front of their office and say okay well we're here to give you all the information you need it's about time to change so those of you who are listening The Weed Not Greed Tour is happening. Uh, It is now being backed by Cannabis Network Radio um, and some other sponsors. Uh, sponsorship opportunities are available for the Weed Not Greed Tour. Um, It's going to be a huge, huge impact, um, especially now with the demographic and things shifting the way it is. Um, It's time to get out there and educate people and to create a social buzz about cannabis. It's time to stop being afraid about talking about it Um, It's time to open up the discussion about cannabis. It's time to make it everyday topic conversation to not be afraid to talk about it in your workplace and not be afraid to talk about it with your parents, your grandparents, your aunts, your uncles, your children, your sisters, your brothers. It is one of those things that it's just... Fear is what is driving prohibition. If we can stop being afraid, we can end prohibition. You know, I was told very recently by somebody that they're afraid for me, they're afraid for, you know, the things I do, you know, because I'm going up against the man. Well, yeah, I'm going up against the man. Absolutely. Why? Because the man needs to be educated. Not because I want to go up against the man. Not because I want to try to go ahead and get myself in trouble. It's because I think the people out there are lacking in education. You know what? The oil companies, they've made their money. The textile companies, they've made their money. The paper companies, they've made their money. And they're not going to stop making money oil's being used for so many other things unfortunately they're not going to stop making money we just want an alternative are you afraid is that why you're afraid that we're going to go ahead and take away some of your billions of dollars of profit i mean really isn't it time for people to start realizing it's time to stop being afraid and to let your voice be heard if more people are outspoken about it, listen people are getting jury nullified right and left on cannabis charges they're, they're lawyers that won't even... Public defenders and, and that want to take cannabis cases out there. Why? Because they know they're going to win. And then there's state attorneys that don't even want to hear cannabis cases because they know they're going to lose. And and they're starting to get afraid of the cannabis movement. And that's not because it's a political structure. It's because the power lies in the people. power lies in a jury. The power lies in the people's voices to say, we don't think cannabis using cannabis is a crime. We don't feel consuming it's a crime. And it's going to happen again and again and again, and it's happening more and more and more in every state, not only in the legal states. It happens here in Florida. It happens in so many other states. And, yes, unfortunately, the people are still being prosecuted unjustly, and people still have that blinder to it. But, you know what? those people are old yeah i said it they're old they're not gonna be around forever they're gonna die and they're not gonna be here anymore they're gonna die miserable unhappy yeah they might be rich but you know what they're not gonna be happy because you know what they fought people they fought people for healing they fought people for making their life better cannabis improves the quality of people's lives overall in no way shape or form does it have any negative effect on a person's life except for prohibition That is the only way cannabis has a negative effect on people's lives is because of prohibition and the stupidity that ensues and follows with it. And it's time for us to stop being afraid. And this is a call to everyone to stop being afraid. You do not need to be afraid to talk about cannabis anymore. It's not closet talk anymore. It is open subject. It's in major media. It's in every single news story. It has been for weeks. CNN... Is talking about it Sanjay Gupta is talking about it people are talking about it Montel Williams is talking about it people are talking about it and just like gay marriage and the people came out and said this is what we want they changed it and it changed landmark they changed it not because of the political agenda because of the social agenda because that's what the people wanted and just like that we're gonna change the laws of cannabis on a national level to do what is right and just in our country and right for our people. And that doesn't even start to include the benefits that commercial hemp farming can bring to our country in a whole. It can change the face of America as we know it and bring back the great country that we once had known as the United States of America. We can become an industrial leader once again, all because of a simple plant. So it is time to stop. Stop being afraid. It's time to start talking. It's time to let your voice be heard. And it's time to do something about it. And I'm not talking about signing a petition. I'm talking about talk about it. To not be afraid to talk about it anymore. Because it is up to us. Every person that is listening to me talk right now, every person that listens and hears me talk, I'm telling you right now, you have the power to change things the way they are. You have the power to change a person. You have the power to change people. You have the power to make a difference. You have the power to do just as much as I do with Cannabis Information Network and Cannabis Network Radio. It's time to let your voice be heard. It is time to stop being afraid. It is time to stop being bullied. And it's time to go ahead and take your independence away from people telling you what you can and can't do to better your life. And in no way, shape, or form is cannabis not going to improve the quality of a person's life. This is Cannabis Network Radio. I'm David Kowalski. I've said my piece. I've said my rant. I hope everyone has a good, safe night. Talk to you all on Thursday.